Next on BYU Sports Nation, wrap your minds around the idea that BYU could start a true freshman quarterback with a new offensive coordinator. Is that insane? Are you insane? Get to know the tight ends today in our two-on-one with Moroni Laulu Pututau in the tight end position preview. Plus, why this BYU road schedule is unlike any other in program history. But is it the toughest road schedule ever? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, August 21st, wherever and however you're connected. Nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Studio B ball hawk, Jerem Jordan. I would like to be the kind of cool of this studio, you know. Actually, I'm the one throwing the ball here. I'm not the one catching it. It kind of rotates, which, you know, student gaffer catches it each day. <laughs> and different ones have better hands, right? Most of them catch the ball pretty well, though. But some don't look up, so I just throw it to an area. And sometimes the green screen blanket over here is up, and I'll just throw it into that, you know. Well, as long as you don't throw it into a camera, I think you're good. Yeah, I would rather throw it into someone's uh, sternum. Than a camera. Okay. Yeah, because then they have a chance to catch it. But that's on them. That's not on me. Because you've never hit a camera before. Not with a football, I haven't. (laughs) Okay, maybe you're the Studio B quarterback then. We settle on that? Yeah, we've named one. Oh, we have? Yeah, you just did. I'm the quarterback. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have named the quarterback. We're not in a position battle. I follow. know who it is. I follow. Yeah. All rise and shout. Huge show. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU has played football for a very, very long time, officially since 1922. So that makes 96 years. In 96 years, BYU has never started a true freshman quarterback in game number one. That could all change on September 1st. Jerem, is it crazy? that BYU might start a freshman quarterback, a true freshman at that, in game number one with a first-year offensive coordinator. I think so. But it's not that uncommon in 2018. Last year, I I noted there were at least 12 freshman quarterbacks who played at least nine games in FBS. Okay, there could have been a couple more. It's not ideal. It's a lot at first for a kid out of high school. I know Zach Wilson played in spring. But it's a little crazy. Okay, BYU's played a true freshman before. And this true freshman came in in game one and threw a Hail Mary, and his name's Tanner Mangum. He's currently on the roster. Um, But with the new offensive coordinator, that's where it's interesting. I do not believe that in BYU football history, uh, not just the true freshman starter, but that a two-year starter has been challenged in his senior season, ever. By an 18-year-old. And by by anybody, let alone an 18-year-old, who Zach Wilson will turn 19 in the next uh, 10 days here. this is pretty wild. I, th- I still think that Tanner Mangum will be the guy. Because there's, as we found out yesterday at practice, Kalani Sitake and Jeff Graham said, there's not been enough separation to name a starter. So until then, and they have a few more practices before they get, start doing Arizona prep, uh, reportedly Saturday, we don't know who the starter is quite yet. Zach Wilson is not your typical true freshman because he was an early enrollee. Came in in well, January. Jake Keeps did the same thing. Came in in January, got a good grasp of the offense, 
new offense, so all of the other quarterbacks are learning it just at the same time as him. And he's got the nothing-to-lose attitude. Jay Keeps came with expectations and hype. What? Are you sure? Oh, man. So that's different, right? Jay Keeps came in sponsored by Iggy's Grill. You and I did not expect Zach Wilson to be in this position at no, this point in fall but camp. But we also thought Bo Hodge would be in at quarterback. We thought too. Joe Critchlow so that, would be in. The well, spot. Ed Lamb, Ed Lamb thought Joe Ed, Critchlow would be there. Zach Wilson was largely off the radar. So with this nothing to lose attitude of, hey, I'm just going to go out there and sling it. I'm going to play confident. I'm going to dive into the playbook as much as I can. He's utilizing that to his advantage. And Tanner Mangum was off of a mission, so a little bit older. He had been with BYU football a little bit before he left on like his mission. Like a season and a half. He gray-shirted and red-shirted. So that's also different. He wasn't different. a true freshman. This is true. He was a red-shirt freshman. Zach Wilson is almost 19, still 18, a true freshman out of high school, and he could potentially start game number one. So, yeah, when you consider all of that and 96 years of BYU football history, it's a little bit crazy. Well, freshmen couldn't even play until the 70s, so you wipe out 50-ish years there. It's crazy. It really is. But a credit to Zach Wilson for being good enough to be considered for that position. Yeah, he's pushing Tanner Mangum. I don't think there will be any kind of separation that would lead to Zach Wilson being the starter unless Zach just is great and Tanner is terrible for a day or two. Then it might be like, okay, we're going to go with Zach. But if they continue to be consistent, and that's what Tanner Mangum has been in fall camp. And honestly, the last three years – Four years with Tanner Mangum, I've not thought, man, he's having a bad fall camp, or this one's worse than last year. They've all kind of looked the same. Tanner Mangum's a good practice player. It's hard for me to look and go, I know what this means that, for the That games. means that he will so, be awesome in games. It's, it's hard to know. It's hard to know, right? Okay, how much better does Zach Wilson need to be than Tanner Mangum to win the starting spot? <sighs> it's hard to put a number to this, right? Or to he needs to be five points better. Quantify it, yeah. O- only the coaches could have a potential point system that would really factor into this. They're they're and the what ones. What points that, are they counting, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that he has to be consistently better than Tanner for basically every practice remaining. Mm-hmm. So there's a start. Amen to that. Not much time remaining to do that. So it's kind of like he's down three games to none, and he's got to win the next four. I kind of look at it as that approach for Zach Wilson, which means he's got to be clearly better than Tanner. There has to be zero question that he is the best quarterback if they are going to take a chance and risk not starting a two-year starter as a senior and throwing in Zach Wilson, who has never played a snap of Division I college football. It's got to be clear. I mean, there has to be zero question. So... I don't know if we want to put percentages to it or numbers. Because right now I'm leaning, okay, Tanner's probably, I don't know, 52% uh, to Zach Wilson's 48%. Okay. I, th- I think it's really close with just a little bit of a nod to Tanner. I think Zach's got to be like, it's got to be 60-plus percent clear that he's the best guy and Tanner's got to be down towards 40. So Is that, that means- even that big a head and shoulders above? You know what I mean? No, but that, that means that Zach's got to be better than Tanner, clearly, in every practice remaining. They've been pretty much neck and neck yeah. Um, so far. And so why wouldn't you just lean on experience? I, 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 agree, I agree so with you. I I've been, agree I've with been, you. I've been screaming this whole time. I won't be shocked if either guy is the starter. I just think it will be Tanner Mangum because he's been in the battles. Listen, Tanner Mangum has never defeated a Power 5 opponent as a starter. 
But he's been in those games quite a bit. Two, he was not. Michigan and LSU, okay? But Missouri, you lose by four. And you lose close at UCLA as a freshman. Tanner Mangum's been in these battles and come up short in seven of them. But he's not that far off from being three and four, right? And, of course, Nebraska he leads a, a drive or two that results in a, in a win there off the bench. So I think you go with Tanner, and then if, if you know, it's not what you want and the BYU's not playing as well as they can and it happens to be the quarterback's fault mostly, then you go with Zach. You know? But there are all kind of mitigating factors. Can BYU run the ball? Are the receivers catching the ball effectively? Is the O-line effective? All those things will help or hurt whoever the starter is. And at that point, Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick and company have to assess, okay, what is the quarterback's influence on what's happening versus the team? And we will break that down as the games happen. And trust me, when there's a quarterback battle, every throw is picked apart. Yes. Like when Taysom Hill was the starter, we weren't thinking, oh, he threw two picks. Maybe, uh, maybe Tanner Mangum should come in or Christian Stewart should come in. We were thinking Taysom Hill's the starter. Like, it's all good. Although... After Tanner Mangum's freshman year, we thought, we have a capable backup. Maybe he would have made that throw, and there was the Tanner crowd and the Taysom crowd, and obviously everyone realizes Taysom was the guy, right? Especially after last year. So hopefully Tanner Mangum has this, like, redemption season. That's what I'm hoping. And then it's the Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, Joe Critchlow camp to figure out who the starter is then. If it's close, lean on experience. If Zach Wilson outperforms Tanner Mangum and it is clear, then BYU's going to make history. We shall see. Make history. Citing 96 years of BYU football once again, the Cougars have never played two top 10 teams on the road at the time of the game in the same season. Right now. Not neutral. Road. Wisconsin, number four. Washington, number six. That via the newest AP Top 25 released yesterday. Both of those juggernauts loom on the schedule horizon. Oh, as does the season opener. Countdown to the Wildcats. 11 days. Nice. It's one of the weirder ones. 11, 11 days, days away. Like 11 from Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown. Five teams, Jerem, BYU, will play in true road format, not neutral, on their home fields, are in the top 31 if you count Utah, three spots out of the top 25, and Arizona, six spots out of the top 25. Arizona, six spots out of the top 25. Because they have they were seven and six. a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. They ain't winning the Pac-12. Boise State's number 22. Who knows if Boise State is undefeated when BYU plays them on the blue? Boise State plays at Oklahoma State. Tough game, but they've been known to win a big game or two early in the season. If Boise State is undefeated when BYU plays there on November 3rd, could they, too, be a top 10 team, which would make three, probably, road games, true road games for BYU against top 10 foes? Don't forget about UMass. Jerem, is the 2018 road schedule the hardest in the history of BYU football? I don't want to be a prisoner to the moment, but let's discuss what, what is there. Uh, BYU's playing four Power 5 true road games. <laughs> Cougars have never done that. Okay, BYU has played uh, neutrals and aways to combine for four. 2016, two neutral, two away. 2015, three away, two neutral, if you include the bowl game. Okay. Uh, 2013, three away, one neutral. 1991, two away, two neutral. 
but never for neutral and never to road top 10 at the time. And let's and be we, honest, we Wisconsin, think that's gonna be Wisconsin and Washington case. are both going to be in the top 10 when BYU plays them. We believe that's going to happen. So um, I think that's interesting. What's interesting is that in 2015, BYU played three away and one neutral. Tanner Mangum was the starter in three of those four and completed the fourth or the first. So Tanner Mangum's been there, okay? He's been in these situations. Is this the toughest ever? Well, as we sit here before the season, before things shake out, you could argue yes, and I'm arguing yes. When it all is said and done, perhaps no, but we'll see. Well, we see some things that have never happened. You bring up the four Power 5 true road games. Never happened. And and it never happened because when BYU was in a conference, you weren't going to play four Power 5 road games in non-conference. That's just stupid. Hashtag independence. Yeah. Well, you throw in a bowl game there, but that's neutral. BYU has never played two top 10 teams on the road before, and we think that will happen in the month of September. Okay, so right there, there are already two outliers. And we're talking about a freshman quarterback maybe being the guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is huh? it insane? What? Is it insane? Crazy. And I know some of you are saying, hey, they've played tough schedules before. We're talking purely road schedule. In like on the other, in the on-campus, you know, the other team's home field. Not a neutral sign. In 2004, BYU played the number one team, USC. It was in Provo. Yeah, none of these are at home. BYU gets the mighty Cal Golden Bears. In 2012, BYU game, played baby. at, I think at the time, number five Notre Dame, who was undefeated. Okay, and oh, what about Oregon State? They were a top 10 team. That was in Provo. We're talking on the road, baby. On the road. 1991 with BYU, Florida State in a neutral, uh, Anaheim, Anaheim right? California in the Pigskin Classic, and they played at Penn State. Again, tough, but neutral is different than road. 1983, BYU played at Baylor, at UCLA, and at top 10 ranked Air Force, but and finished the season with two top 20 True road wins, but those teams were not in the top 10. So, And that's the only season, I believe, where BYU finished with two wins against teams that finished in the top 10. Ranked on the road, yeah. Yes. Yeah, how about that? So. I'd have to check Okay, so, I mean, all, all of this makes me think that, yes, Jeremy. Yes, yeah, start is, a freshman quarterback. This is no, the toughest no. road schedule. No, no, senior initially. This is the toughest road schedule in BYU and, football and look, history. I hammered the schedule, right? Tom Homo is sacrificing the 2018 schedule, uh, playing all these road games, for 2019's home schedule. Because you have Tennessee, USC, Washington, Boise State at home. Get your season tickets now. <laughs> the Video Music Awards, a.k.a. the VMAs, were last night. So let me throw this out there. What song best describes your emotions for BYU football as the season approaches? On August 21st, we've been in fall camp long enough, and we've talked enough about the quarterback competition that I want to rock, Jerem, by Twisted Sister. Let's <laughs> just Let's just... Do this thing. I want to rock, baby. And if we had the rights, we would play these songs. But we <laughs> what do you have? Uh, I have two. Oh. I have uh, I Don't Want to Wait by Paula Cole. Okay. Uh, and then The Chainsmokers, Don't Let Me Down. Oh. <laughs> I, we need to go to a bowl game. Have to go to a bowl game. Okay. <laughs> and I Don't Want to Wait. Like, I'm excited. We do this countdown all oh, off season. I never thought. Very excited. Never. When we initially Where have all the Cowboys gone? We might as well put that one in there from Paula Cole. I never in my wildest song? thought you would choose a Paula Cole song to describe more, your emotions. More about the lyric. <laughs> not the, uh, it's more about the title. I know. It's yeah. just Paula Cole. We, we, <laughs> I don't want to wait. Yeah. Now listen, isn't that the theme song for like Dawson's Creek or something? You're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that is funny. The Dawson yeah. Global. I want to rock. I want to rock. 
<laughs> Can't oh, wait. Oh, baby. Let's go. We are 11 days away. Time now to go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Our question of the day. Which song best describes your emotions for BYU football as the season approaches? Nick Lee in on Facebook. Sucker for Pain by Imagine Dragons. Nice. Lil Wayne and Wiz Khalifa. Last year hurt a lot, but here I am ready for more. That's a good one. At C underscore living on Twitter. Don't stop believing. Some will win, some will lose. Some are born to sing the blues. I have my goggles on and on and on and on. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And there's some really great submissions. Continue to uh, use Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Well done on the pop culture and the song references BYU yeah. Sports Nation. Coming up, which former Cougar running back went undercover for Between the Lines? And next, let's take an insider look at the entire tight end position for BYU. I said yesterday, I guarantee the depth will be better. I think you'll agree with me after we preview each and every one of these guys. And what do you expect from Matt Bushman after his freshman All-American campaign? Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review is back on BYU TV. Watch David, Bryan, and the guys break down Cougar football like nobody else tonight. 7 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you missed the show live, download the podcast or watch the show at any time by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever you want. Our question of the day, which song best describes your emotions for BYU football as the season approaches? At Mex Custer on Instagram, Under Pressure by Queen. Okay, Freddie Mercury There's thinks that's pressure. an outstanding submission. A movie coming out too, right? At Spencer, 89280316271627, lowercase m. I hope that's not your <laughs> phone number that we just said on national television and radio. In on Twitter, I'm telling you why, by James <clears throat> the Latter-day Saint. <laughs> or, I believe he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? Oh, well played. We're, we're well all, played, we're social adjusting. media friends. We're all adjusting to that, right? Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. There are so many good responses. Just follow. If you want to see all of them, hashtag, search hashtag BYUSN in your Twitter search engine. Oh, yeah. Go through all of them. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Pull up TweetDeck. Get a column, hashtag BYUSN. It's awesome. Right now, we continue our position-by-position previews for 2018 BYU football. Today, we focus in on something I believe will have more depth than last year. I guarantee it. The tight ends, Jerem. You like the way they look? Yes. Well, yeah, Yeah. and the George Foreman guarantee that the George Foreman grill is going to do you some good. I do love a good Foreman grill. Yeah, yeah. The tight ends. Start us off with the man in charge. Coach is Steve Clark, the best player is Matt Bushman. He led BYU with 49 catches, 520 yards, three touchdowns, uh, tied with Mike Simon. Yeah, until he isn't the best player, he is the best player. Well, no one challenged him. Exactly. He brings in the overwhelmingly best numbers. And he was the best offensive player, period. Uh, Stat note there. As a tight end, he led Brigham Young in catches, receiving yards, and TD catches. Okay, Since 2000, the only BYU tight ends to do that are Bushman and Dennis Pitt in 2009. So that's how rare that season was. Typically, a wide receiver is going to lead you in those things. Perhaps the tight end leads in catches or just 
touchdown catches yeah, or something. Yeah. But what Matt Bushman did last year was exceptional, historically, in BYU football. I mean, the last 17, 18 seasons, only he and Dennis Pitt in 09 have done that. As tight ends, led in all three. That's Super pretty good. impressive. That's pretty good. Newcomers to watch. Who do you think? Well, Dallin Holker, obviously, I think floats to the top of the list because he is a true newcomer, uh, a freshman, and everybody talks about Dallin Holker, all of his teammates. At the beginning of camp, coaches. I mentioned his name as a guy to watch, and here he is balling out. You, other members of the media, yeah, Dallin Holker. I don't care about the other members of the media. You. I mentioned it first. Nobody else, you. Just kidding, they're all our friends. Yeah, Dallin Holker is a true newcomer to watch. Uh, he was, I mean, he had crazy numbers in high school. Let's give them to you. He was awesome. 97 catches as a senior. Sorry, what? 97? 1,766 yards, 22 touchdowns. By himself, just for a reference, BYU threw 13 touchdown passes last year. Dallin Holker had 22 as himself. As a tight end. At Lehigh High. Foot loose, man. And then uh, another newcomer to watch. He didn't play last year, so he's still a newcomer to me. Moroni Laulu Putitel. 27 catches as a sophomore in 2016 as a receiver. We haven't seen him as a tight end. Touchdown versus West Virginia Mississippi State. I think he's a real, legit option at tight end. Bushman, MLP, Dallin Holker. I like those three guys catching the rock. Okay, let's dive a little deeper. The two deep we've given to you. Matt Bushman, Moroni Laulu Pututau. There will be several two tight end sets, so those guys will be on lots, the field. Lots of that. At the same time. Yes. yes. Dallin Holker will be in the mix J.J. Nwigwi will also come in as a primary blocking tight end, but don't be surprised to see him sneak out. Yeah, state. don't yeah. be surprised to see him sneak out and try and pull a quick one on the defense and catch a ball. Former offensive lineman Hank Tuipolotu, son of Peter, uh, has had a nice camp as well. Other guys in the mix. Addison Pulsifer, a converted offensive lineman. Now he's a tight end. Nate Heaps out for the season with a knee injury, and then Benjamin Ward. Those are all your tight ends. Yeah, so two converted offensive linemen. Between J.J. Nwigwi and Addison Pulsifer. Nice. The big question surrounding the group, what will Moroni Laulupututau yes. do? Yes. Because I feel like we know what Matt Bushman can be based on last year. Um, and how seriously does Matt Bushman take his craft? He married Chad Lewis's daughter, Emily. I'm sure Emily is a fantastic person. But <laughs> Chad Lewis, right? Awesome. So that's great. Uh, excited for them. Emily's on the volleyball team. She's really good. What will MLP do is the question. Liz Frank injury last fall around this time. Yesterday at practice, we were there. MLP was held out of 7-on-7 seven seven and 11-on-11, eleven eleven, just a precaution. If they played Arizona today, he could play, and he'd be just fine. Uh, but he's an, he's an option. I, he's got great hands. I think MLP will be an option, man, Yeah, and this season. Forget ye not the catches he made as a receiver in critical times against Mississippi State. To keep BYU in a game, he also made a huge catch against West Virginia. He made two catches against Mississippi State to help BYU win that game. Yeah, that one hander on the sideline. Yeah, and then the against one in the Fresno end zone. State as a freshman, he caught like a forty-yarder uh, deep down the field and kind of a blowout win there. So, I like this group. I think Dallin Holker is sneaky good. Um, when he signed, the expectation he was going to go on his mission this season, but he's here now, which I think is a good thing for this group especially the offense that Jeff Grimes wants to run, he's going to use tight ends. Sometimes they're on the line. Sometimes they're flexed out, uh, like we saw Dennis Pitta and Andrew George. But I feel good about this. And I know every year it's like, oh, the tight end is back. Like, it's almost annoying. Like, oh, the tight, the tight end. BYU has Matt Bushman, who could go down as one of the all-timers if he keeps this up for four seasons. MLP is a good option there. Dallin Holker could be kind of the next guy in line uh, with this. Guess what? None of those guys are seniors. So we're going to have multiple seasons with this group, which is fantastic. This and is I don't know I'm... if Dallin Holker's going on a mission after this year or not, 
But regardless, you have at least two coming back, right? This is why I'm saying if you have, if I have to guarantee that there is a position group that has better depth this year than last year, it's the tight ends. I feel very strongly that they are in good hands. And you have two newcomers that you feel good about. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Like, what other position do we say, hey, there's two new guys Multiple. in that group that we're like, yes. You know, may- perhaps offensive line, right? You inject, you know, a James MP and a Tristan Hodge and whatnot. You go, okay, we trust those guys. But ML- MLP is a guy that's somewhat proven at receiver. He's just switched positions, gained some weight. All right. Are the tight ends back at BYU? Okay. <laughs> hey, we'll have more on the tight ends group coming up uh, when we go to one Laputitao. That's right. All access. Uh, we'll talk with MLP. Does he expect to be a, named a captain at some point in the next few years? <laughs> I can't believe you asked him that. BYU, it's got to happen. And do any of the new BYU players recognize an OG like Michael Alisa? An OG? The former linebacker. He goes undercover. Laura McLean will take us between the lines next. What do you have up your sleeve today, Lauren? This is BYU Sports Nation. To get better acquainted with Cougars past and present is Gregor Bell hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. This week, Greg chats with assistant coach Ed Lamb and former quarterback Riley Nelson. It's tomorrow night at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. Rolling on, BYU Sports Nation. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We are in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand online at BYUSN.com anytime, anywhere. And now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU Fall Camp continues. There has been no significant change in the starting quarterback situation as of last night. I feel like we should just keep saying that until they name a starter. There has been no significant change. Still no starter. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes did tell us yesterday the following. We really have not, at this point, we are not being coy. We have not decided which guy will be the starter. Um... I'd, I'd like to say by the end of this week, we'll, we'll certainly have that decision made. And whether we announce it or not, will be a staff decision that we'll make at that time. Okay, a couple of things. We are not being coy collectively as a staff. Well, and, he transferred. Oh, my goodness. Desired to name a starter by the end of this week. Arizona's next week, so yes. You can hear that entire interview with the offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, amidst a lightning delay at practice. Yeah, we had to end the interview because of lightning. Tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. He was just about to tell us, and then the lightning struck. Kalani Sataki announced quarterback Trevion Green and running back Johnny Tapusoa, a.k.a. Kuje Tapusoa, are likely out long-term. Running back Bo Hodge is dealing with some stuff, but Satake said he should be good by the Arizona game. Offensive lineman Ului Lapuahu is working his way back into the mix as well after a few seasons with knee injuries. He ran into an 11-on-11 portion of uh, the scrimmage uh, within practice, played a snap, and then was asked to go back on the sideline. I was quite amused. Attaboy. Attaboy, <laughs> Louie. Last night, the ball hawk, the real ball hawk, Kainakua had two solo tackles, four total, and a forced fumble on a kickoff on special teams in the Baltimore Ravens' 20-19 win over the Indianapolis Colts. Bronson Kafusi also contributed with a pass breakup. And last night, BYU women's soccer trailed 2-0 at Nebraska in the first half. Lizzie Braby got the Cougars on the board in the 77th minute. Then this happened. Left Ballstead, centrally Coolahan. Coolahan to the penalty D, putting it to her left. Well done by Coolahan, still possession her shot, and a score! Michaela Coolahan knocks it up in the 
second. What an individual effort by Kayla. And the equalizer for the Cougars. BYU walked away with a 2-2 draw in Big Ten country against the Cornhuskers. Cougars play at Texas A&M Friday night, 9.30 Eastern time. Outstanding effort to get uh, a result, get a point on the road after winning in a golden goal format at Cal State Fullerton. So good start for the ladies. And they went to overtime, and then no one scored. So it was a tie. So back-to-back overtime games. Well, that's become a theme for them because BYU played a ton of overtime games last year as well. So be ready Free to go. soccer! Be ready to go the distance. Uh, now it's time we shift our attention to Between the Lines with Lauren, Frank, and McLean, who is back with us in Studio B. And I still can't believe I introduced Michael Elisa during that last tease as an OG, but I guess he is now. I thought Tracy Morgan was the OG. Did I miss that? (laughs) Terrible show. Just kidding. I've never watched it. It looks terrible. I watched it. Okay. So, yeah, we we noticed very easily when Michael Elisa showed up at the Cougar kickoff last week because he came to the table and, like, gave us dabs and was like, what's up, man? Hey, Michael. Jeremy Spencer, remember? We told him we still have his face mask. Yeah, we told him we still have his face mask in the UConn game in 2014. He's hosted the show before. Yes. Former host. That's right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what did you have planned with him? Well, while you guys were signing your autographs to your millions of fans. Millions. Yeah, the line was just longer than the quarterback's line. I don't know if you guys that's, weren't there. Oh, you true, are telling you. It was thank incredible. You. Blatant you, lies. Well, while you guys were signing autographs, we were going to work. And uh, we had Michael Elisa going around to see if any of the new school football players or any of the new football players would know who he is when he was dressed as an Uber fan. <laughs> Most did not. A lot of his buddies that are older did. Would you recognize him? Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. You're going to get your face painted, okay? Because you are the biggest BYU fan. Oh. Anyone's BYU's ever seen going to win the national championship. You've done many Cougar kickoffs. Yes. What was one of the weirdest experiences you've had here? It was weird, but it was like one of my favorite experiences. One fan knew my high school stats. Knew your high he's, he's school like, stats? like, Michael Lisa, Tim Few, Rush for This Many. I didn't even know. I was like, I didn't know that either. Are those glasses prescription or just for looks? These are prescription. You are getting old. Yeah, I had to wear contacts okay. in, uh, when I played. In fact, against TCU, one of my contacts came out and it fell in my hand. I, I put it in my mouth uh-huh. for like three plays. Until so I got to the sideline. Did you really? Uh, I got the sideline and took it out of my mouth and <laughs> popped it right back in. It was good to go. What are you up to now? Uh, yeah, so I started a business back in January. Before that, I was doing medical sales. I quit doing medical sales, and I started this business because it was just a crazy opportunity. And I just picked it up and ran with it. So what was one thing you could not do as a football player that you just absolutely love doing now? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could eat more as a football player. Just because we were working out so much, yeah. you, know, you could eat whatever. So I miss being able to eat whatever I could. Let's see. What do you think of this? Oh, man. That's pretty good? Yes. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go around and we're going to see if these new school guys know old school Michael Elisa, all right? And you're oh, going to pose man. as the biggest BOU fan. You ready for this? I am the biggest BOU fan. I, I doubt they'll recognize me, but yeah, all I am right. the biggest BOU fan. Okay, let's, let's go. Here we go. It's supposed to be... Incognito, yeah, undercover right now. I'll say you're my grandson. <laughs> how, you, how have you been? been Grandma? <laughs> if I grab one of these. <laughs> so is this you? That ain't me. You, you might sign it anyway. Sign it like over the, like just right over the face because it should have been you, man. Should have been Squally. I want big signatures. My man, let them know. Let the people know. Wait, wait. He's not showing. <laughs> I am a, I'm a, I'm a, I am a fan. 
try to just blend in as a casual fan here. <laughs> Not fooling guys like me who've been here for 20 years. Whatever. <laughs> What's up, boys? How you guys How you doing? doing? How's camp been? Hard. <laughs> Man, can you just make it out to Michael and Lisa here? To Ma- can you make it out to Michael, Alisa? For those of us that know you, we forget that we have to bow, right? Can I have a clean poster You're for this man? Hey, can you just just go in from oh, here to here? Right? From here to oh, oh, right? oh my gosh. <laughs> just from here to here. Yes. Hey! Can I just take a picture with you boys over here? Thank you. Thank you. You guys got markers? Okay. Oh, sign as big as you possibly can. All right. Like, take up the entire poster. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, bro. Thank you, man. Hey, good luck this evening, man. Sorry. Yep. Oh. Good morning. How you doing, man? Good. I'm a huge fan, dude. I mean, I followed you in Tonga, dude. I was watching your rugby games. Just kidding. I only saw that one clip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could you actually? Oh. Can you, I saw you walking around. And... Can you take up? No, I want you. Hold on, hold on. I want you to take up from here to here. Mo, can you take up from here to here? Yeah. Like take up, yeah, take up that whole. Yeah. Big as you can. Yeah, that's Mo Longy's size signature right there. How many signatures have you signed today? My first one. No, this guy. I don't sign signatures. Right here. Right here. Right here. Hey, one for one. One for one. Right here. Right here. Right here. One for one. One for one. Oh, man. I gotta remember my, my <laughs> number. I remember my number over here. So I have a buddy who's a huge BYU right. fan. Uh, and you're his favorite player. Would you mind signing stuff? Yeah, yeah big fan. Yeah. Can you sign just like from here to here, please? Yeah, just, here? Yeah, just okay. like. If I sign here? Like, like start from mine and. and is, there, is there not a. Big fan, huh? Huge, oh, huge fan. Hey. Yeah, Tanner. Oh my gosh. Nice to meet you too. Hey, as they're signing, I'm gonna get a picture. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest fan. Hey, good All right, Tanner and Zach, ready? Yas. Hey, thanks oh, for coming out. Man, great greatness. Greatness. <laughs> Let me just get some of this. This will just get me through the year if I just. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay, hey. Love you guys. Love you. No, I, I seriously love you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Biggest BYU fan there is. We're winning the national championship, baby. Let's go, Cougars. That's perfect. Michael Lisa, the biggest Blue Goggles fan that you will find. And speaking of Blue Goggles, next week on Between the Lines, we're going to make the Blue Goggle ice cream at the Creamery. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL and follow us on Instagram. Yes. Look at them blue goggles. His personality. Oh, Michael Elise is the best. Is he amazing. is awesome. Yes, he's great. And just to point out, so Molongi really did have no idea who he was. Just of, had him sign his shirt. Of course. He, one for one. I, I feel like a lot of these guys were like, I think this guy's somebody, but I'm not sure. Tanner Mangum's reaction when <laughs> Michael Elise went up to Zach Wilson and he realized what was actually oh, happening yeah. was amazing. You can tell the who's contrast old, right? between the two of those two. Gavin Fowler, Matt Hadley, Sione Taki, Taki, <laughs> Tanner. These guys have been here for like five Butch. years plus, right? They know. Gavin really has been here. Tanner years. was the quarterback when Michael played his last season, right? 
I'm trying to think I, when that when that was. I think you're right. But well, Tanner Mangum knew him from like 2011 and 12. Yeah, before his mission. Yeah, before his mission. Anyway, it was a good or time. Mike, or Michael Elisa seriously has the best personality. Yeah. He's, he's I'd bring him on every one. show. Why that? Right. How that guy is still unmarried is beyond me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he did have a beautiful, a good he did have a beautiful girlfriend. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. But he's unmarried. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Matt, we should probably put out the disclaimer that just because he had a girl with him doesn't mean that he's not on the market, ladies. That's true. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't ask about the relationship. I don't know. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Anyway, this yeah. is. I don't want to. You know, on. I don't want to like cramp his style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to oh mess with that either. Thanks, Lauren. That was fun. You're welcome. That was fun. Stuff here, awesome. Coming up, the time for the BYU versus Utah men's hoops game was announced. Why the honey do list better be done early that day? And how is Moroni Laulupututau? better than he was when he first switched over to tight end. It's been a while, and how did he get through a very long year coming off that injury? We're two-on-one with MLP next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yo, you got to check out BYU Sports Nation right now on Facebook, IGTV, and YouTube for the latest in Cougar sports with a social media twist with host Kiki Solano. A new episode's coming out later today. It's called BYU Sports Nation right now on Facebook, IGTV, and YouTube. It is really fun. If you're not already subscribed and watching these regularly, I highly, highly recommend it. We're just here to cramp Michael Elise's style and talk <laughs> we BYU We can't even sports. do that. He's too cool, man. <laughs> We're simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back. Conversation always open on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you would like to converse with us. Our question of the day, and it has been a great one. Which song best describes your emotions for BYU football as the season approaches? At T-O-80 on Twitter. Probably Wake Me Up When September Ends Green by Day. Green Day. It's a great one. <laughs> Let's just hope it's two and three at least, right? Well, do you really want to sleep through that? I think everybody is just excited about what what the possibility is. What kind of product is BYU going to put out there? I'm also afraid of schedule. the possibilities. Yeah. That's what makes it I'm fun. excited and scared of the product. I want to rock, man, by Twisted Sister. That's That's what I'm feeling right now. I'm also feeling that we should go two-on-one with a man we think who will immediately bolster the depth of the tight end group. Moroni Laulupututau had a Liz Frank fracture. That darn Liz Frank. Ugh. Not a fan. Sat out a year. Now he's back, healthy, and ready to roll. We are two-on-one, BYU football, all access with Moroni Laulupututau. Moroni, how would you define the mantra of the BYU tight ends right now? Very diverse. Very, very diverse. We got, we just got recruited Addison Pulsfer and moved from O-line, which JJ moved last year as well. Um, so we got those guys, and then we got guys like Dallin, Hank, Ben, the young guys who are a little lighter, faster, you know, great hands. So we got across the board diversity. Dallin Holker's a guy that stuck out getting a lot of reps uh, with you and Matt Bushman. What does he bring to the table? Uh, brings a lot of energy, a lot of youth. And he's just very humble. He's eager to learn. And I think that that's really good for us because it helps us want to learn more as well. And it kind of rubs off on us. And he's got great hands. He moves well. So it's good to watch him out there. It's fun to watch him. 
Where do you feel like you are a better tight end overall compared to when you began this adventure? Uh, I think I put on some more weight. I'm able to run with it better. I think that's kind of due to my injury last year. So I'd say that and then just a whole year of watching, learning the position, a little more experienced. What do you anticipate that first game is going to be like? Because you thought that would happen last year, but you tore your Liz Frank and fall camp. Right. I'm just excited. I just want to get there. Um, it's been a long year. Just trying to stay healthy and make it a first game. So, When, when you did tear it last year, um, what's it been like from then to now in terms of the journey and putting on weight and being a tight end and staying healthy? Well, if you had 30 minutes, I'd tell you. It's a roller coaster. I mean, it's ups and downs. It's You literally start thinking about things that you've never thought about in life, aside from football. You know, your, my whole life, specifically, I've been playing sports. And when you're injured, you don't have that. So it was good to step away and be able to look at other things in life. I think I matured a lot in that sense. Um, and just... I. Coming away with it, I'd say I'm a lot more grateful for the game and for BYU as a whole, the coaches, just to be here and be part of it. We've heard so much about the culture shift around BYU football, and it's no secret that the the new coaches have come in and tried to really instill something different. From your perspective, how has it changed the most? Well, I, I think it's cool, actually, that I got to play under three different offensive coordinators, two different head coaches. So... Um, I've seen kind of a lot of the system and how it's worked, and I have noticed a huge difference of discipline, of energy, of, you know, an expectation of perfection. Not that the other coaches didn't, but I just I think it's on a new level this year, and there's just a sense of urgency of we, we're not going to fail. We can't fail. There's just It's not going to happen, and I, I love that mindset that the coaches brought. How are you more accountable? Like, what happens in practice and off the field to be more accountable? Uh, I think it's the little things, the film sessions. Um, your step is, you know, a couple inches too wide or too short, or your hands are three inches too wide or too sh- They're on it. And so there's just no excuse. There's no tolerance for fumbles, turnovers, penalties. I mean, the expectation's zero, and we're reminded that of that every single day, every single meeting. I think that's the difference is the consistency of that. Some coaches drive that home with fear tactics. I don't get that impression from this coaching staff. Even though the discipline isn't fun, I don't. This guy's scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's his coach, the, Steve the, Clark. That's the coach, and we'll talk about him. The in pride a of Provo High. Okay. Now I don't. I don't get the sense that you're afraid, but the discipline is still there. So, what is that balance like? It's a principle of love, man. The greatest motivation in the world, and they have it. They have it down to a T. Of. Hey, we love you guys. We're going to love you up. We're going to love you up hard. Like, we're doing this because we love you and because we want to be great. And I think they've done such a great job that us as players, we feel that. And so it's just, I think that's that's how they do it, honestly. You feel the love when you're in your 40th up down? I feel all the love. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> my knees, my arms. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of installation in this new offense and everything, do you feel like you could play tomorrow a game or do you do you need the almost two weeks still? We absolutely need the two weeks. We are not there yet, and I don't think anyone has that mindset, and we shouldn't because there's a lot of room to improve. Still making little mistakes, which shouldn't happen. And with what we want to accomplish as a team of discipline and perfection execution, we can't. We need that time. I think we need. We have a lot more room to improve. What is Steve Clark like as a tight ends coach? Uh, Going back to the love thing, man. He's he. You can really, really feel he like he loves us. He wants us to be the best, not only football players, but people and so that translates to the field a lot he's just high energy he's always in your face 
um, you're not going to get away with anything, and uh, he sets you straight. <laughs> so, do you expect to be a captain this or next year? <laughs> because you're, just because of your name, <laughs> let alone your leadership. Oh, no. <laughs> captain Moroni, Captain Moroni. This is BYU. It has to happen, right? That's not up to me. <laughs> exactly. I have no say in that. You're so. not going to hand out flyers for like homecoming queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How has it been for you to watch uh, this quarterback battle evolve? Like, what what have you noticed from your standpoint? Um, the competition breeds success. It honestly does, and um, they're all competing, and they're getting better because they're competing. And it's better for us as tight ends, receivers, because they're sharp all the time. They're coming in, mental games on. Right? Nobody can be complacent ever in the quarterback position. Linemen, tight ends, running backs. Everyone is competing, and so that elevates the team. Brian Logan told us that in 2010, he wanted Jake Keeps to win the job over Riley Nelson. I know you're not going to admit preference, but he told us that he would drop would-be interceptions so that Jake would win. That's messed up, right? That is very messed up. <laughs> that's, that's selfish to the ultimate selfish. <laughs> you wouldn't drop a pass from the quarterback you don't want uh, to win, right? Uh, Clark, you would probably beat me up if I did that. <laughs> Coach Clark. Yeah. 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 Understood. All right. Uh, we appreciate the time, Moroni. All right, Marone Laulupututau, two-on-one, BYU Sports Nation, all access. We expect big things from him this year. I think that he will make the tight end position group immediately better in the depth category. Amen to that. Coming up, a Wisconsin receiver is suspended, and the soccer team, big comeback in Big Ten country last night. Plus, a nice night for a few Cougars wearing purple last night. This is BYU Sports Nation. At least it's not red, right? Shout out to today's guest, Moroni Laulu Pututau, to be determined if he will be a captain at some point. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU had practice number 14 of fall camp yesterday. Offensive coordinator Jeff Prime said they haven't decided a starter, but he will tell the two of us personally when they do. <laughs> he didn't say that. Uh, they would like to have the decision made by the end of the week. Kalani Satake also announced that cornerback Trevion Green and running back Johnny Kuje Tapasoa are likely out long-term with non-contact injuries. Running back Bo Hodge, quote, is dealing with some stuff, end quote. But Satake said he should be good by the season opener against Arizona. Wisconsin receiver Quintez Cephas has been suspended by the team after violating UW Department of Athletic Student-Athlete Discipline Policy. It's a mouthful. Cephas caught two touchdowns in the Badgers' 40-6 to win over BYU last season. Cougars in the NFL. Last night, the ball hawk, Kainakua, had four tackles, two solo, and a forced fumble on special teams in a Baltimore Ravens 20-19 win over the Indianapolis Colts. Bronson Kafusi also in on the stats category with a pass breakup. Soccer. Women's team trailed Nebraska 2-0 in the first half last night before second-half goals by Lizzie Braby and Michaela Coulihan helped BYU secure a draw. Men's basketball. The tip time for BYU and Utah in men's basketball has been announced as 2 p.m. Eastern high noon Saturday, December 8th at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Also, the exhibition schedule now complete for men's basketball. Cougars host St. Martin's on October 24th, followed by Westminster on November 1st. Volleyball. And Price Jarman will begin his professional volleyball career in Brazil. The former BYU middle blocker is the first American signed with the Itapechininga Volleyball Club. There you go. I've never heard of that one, but it's in Brazil, so I'm supposed to know how to say that. <laughs> Today's rise and shout goes to... Kainakua. Forced fumble, four tackles, two solo last night for the Ravens. Nicely done. Remember, he was on the Browns last year. No one wants to be on the Browns. 
And now kind of cool is on the Ravens. I'm so happy for him. Somewhere else. Well, again, in a way, he's still on the Browns, Jerem. Yeah, this is a because huge Cleveland difference. originally moved right. to Baltimore. Right. <laughs> They're not the same. Trust okay. me. Look in the wind column every year. Our question of the day. Let's go back to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. What song best describes your emotions for BYU football as the 2018 season approaches? At Tyrets on Twitter, Bohemian Rhapsody, just all over the place. Rhapsody. And yeah. very confusing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how about Linkin Park numb? <laughs> Trying to become unnumb. At BYU year. fan CJ in on Twitter, all I want for Christmas is a rivalry win and a bowl game. I'll even not wish for snow. I'm pretty sure that's not a song, but <laughs> there's not why, a title like that. Why out there? not? At BYU Spudbud, no more tears by Ozzy. <laughs> Hopefully not shot in the dark. <laughs> At it's a faux hammer for those about to rock by ACDC. We salute you. Yes, yeah, ROC the, the students. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Okay. At Cam Stew on Twitter, if I could turn back time by Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. At AGB Turley on Instagram, patiently waiting by Fitty Cent. Yeah, that's not one we can play on the air even if we had the rights. <laughs> and at Cal Mir on Twitter, the song would be I Need a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. Yes. We need a player to step forward and be the leader, someone who will take charge of the team. Yes. At Daniel Ryan Evans on Twitter, Don't Break My Heart. Who sings Don't Break My Heart? Like uh, 17 Probably like a million people. people. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Exactly. Our elite voice of the day in from Bernie Spears on Facebook. The theme song from the classic TV show, Magnum P.I. Ah. And Tanner Mangum has the... Mangum uh, P.I. Yeah. And he has the uh, mustache. The mustache roll one. Okay. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand at BYUSN.com. Find our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Shout out to Brandon Doman. We're 11 days away. Voice. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Send in more of your responses, social media, hashtag BYUSN. Go Cougs.